0: When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? What's the worst day of the week that gets us all depressed? M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Here comes more aggravation and a brand new week of stress. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Monday sweat, Monday stress. Monday stress.
1: walk and cry,
0: cry,
1: cry, please. come along and sing this song, now get it off your chest, M-O-N-D-A-Y-M-U-C-J-S Hello everyone out there, and welcome to another amazing episode of Monday Suck, featuring me, Of course, your man, Dane Alves. Uh, It's another Monday, and uh, you're here. And I can actually say, unlike other shows that I have, this is the second fucking episode of Monday Sucks. So I will try (laughs) to remember the episode. Sorry about last week. We were having issues uh, with uh, blog talk uh, as far as uh, recordings were getting uh, not erased but forgotten in purgatory. So we had to straighten that whole entire thing up. That's why we didn't have a second episode right away. This is our second episode. Nick is joining with me. Nick Smith, how are you doing today, sir?
0: Pretty good, man. Yeah, uh, you got you got a lot to live up to. I'm up to uh, 131 counted episodes of Full Court Press, so <laughs> I've got the marker. <laughs>
1: Well, I- I'm glad you're able to remember that. I should start lying on the wrestling show since we started around the same time. You should be like, we're at 141, uh, but I'm not going to do that. But this, <laughs> yeah, this show, we might as well keep up how many shitty Mondays that we get through uh, for the show. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's the whole point of this show. If you're a new listener, uh, Monday Suck is a show where we go over – different stuff that happened the last week, talk about our weekend, and kind of just have a nice little conversational-style show, and uh, try to give you guys a better perspective of Mondays and something to look forward to with this show. So uh, if I don't do that for you, um, I guess apologies up front. I don't know really what to tell you. Uh, I just do what I can, (laughs) and I sit here and create countless amounts of entertainment uh, for everyone, including old people to to uh to you know other old people whatever. Uh including me. Way, including you, who you're not an old person, technically, but it, it works either way, you know. To have I you on the like show, it. Nick, it's just it's it's just amazing. If you're an old person, I'm older than you, so that doesn't say much about me. That's the only reason oh, I'm yeah, not, I forgot uh, about that. With you. <laughs> yeah. Uh so how was your weekend, man? What'd you do?
0: Oh, well, it's pretty good, man. Um, nice little jam session on uh, Friday and Sunday, so double jam sessions uh, this weekend. Up nice. on my show uh, coming up in about two months. Actually, it's interesting. Um, so my first show that I will be doing, uh, in like two years ish, maybe something like that. Um, shit, it might even be more. It might be like three. Um. But it, it, it's coming the weekend after uh, the Roy Crofters reunion show. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it'll be uh, should be fun. I'm look, definitely looking forward to go going and uh, checking those guys out at uh, at the Gwinnett Braves. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll be playing the Friday uh, that following weekend. Uh, so yeah, so some some good shows coming up. But yeah, man, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know been working on trying to find a, a a new place uh to hang my hat closer to work and found some promising leads uh there so that's good too so yeah all in all man pretty pretty good weekend nice nice i had uh
1: a relaxing weekend um friday night i actually hung out with my guitarist uh boris brokanovic he's croatian oh, and well. yeah, I tell by his fucking name um and uh, we went, it, him and his uh, beautiful soon to be wife, uh, Andrea, and their child uh, went over to my sister's house because they're moving into their neighborhood. So I was the liaison between uh, my sister and her fiance, Scott, uh, and then Boris and Andrea because uh, Scott grew up with Andrea and Boris knows Jenna through me. But I had to be there to make sure all the partying and fun stuff was, uh, you know, I was the regulator, uh, like in that one rap song. Um, nice. from Warren G., yeah, I don't really know what the hell that means actually, but either way, uh, it was fun. And me and Boris talked about music. Um, I, I, uh, I wish I was, uh, you know, I wish I was doing what you guys are doing a little bit. Um, I've gotten that itch lately to play some music live. I was, uh, not down for a very, very long time. Um, just dealing with divas, uh, within bands in the past, uh, but now oh, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that. That, that whole thing. Uh, maybe I'm a diva myself. I don't know. I'm sure I'm a little bit contentious <laughs> and uh, egotistical when it comes to music because I think I know what I'm talking about a lot of times. But this motherfucker I'm talking about in general tried to put me to a metronome uh, while I was playing drums uh, at a practice. So he can kiss my yeah, ass. Yeah, I don't do that. Anyways, yeah, it, that, 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 that's, that's asking for war with a drummer, okay?
0: Um, yeah, I mean yeah, basically like, get, yourself, get yourself a tight bassist and let's rock, dude. Like, come on. Like, if a bassist and a drummer can't groove together, then like you're not oh, you're not a good fit, but like you should never be trying to introduce a metronome into that mix, like give me a good bassist i I'll play drums with the bass, um, and we'll groove together, and we'll work it out, but like yeah, don't be don't be shoving any metronome in my face. Oh yeah, no, and honestly,
1: the bassist was uh Tom actually, uh, and it wasn't his fault. it just these guys like like to speed up every song. And they just thought that was the way to do it. Um, so it was fine. And it's not my fat ass couldn't, you know, drum it. It's just like I was trying to, you know what? That This is the thing. This is I actually don't want to play live because music drives me fucking crazy. It's because a situation like <laughs> this where I remember, I, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing the Roy Crofters and I am looking forward to seeing your return. Uh, me and Boris are talking about writing right now. I'd like to get some recordings nice. done. If you would fucking listen to me, that would be amazing. But. You know, we're working on some stuff, and I'm looking forward to it in the future, but music is music, man, and uh, it seems like somewhat it, uh, you know, was a part of both of our weekends. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's never a dull moment when it comes to music, um, and it's it's fun just, like, building out a set again, you know, like, that's. I probably ha- arguably have more fun like building out a set than I actually do performing it. <laughs> like just like yeah. coming up with all these little creative ideas and then, you know, like formula interludes like, and uh, stuff like that. Either. Yeah. Or interludes and, and cool little ways to like, um, like to, you know, breakdowns and to go straight in from one song to the next song from time to time. And, you know, how to work out a set, especially when you've got three hours to play, you know, you got to, you got to have three sets, so you got to you got to time everything kind of right. And you know, I'm trying to stack the covers more more so on the earlier stuff to like draw them in, and then you know get to get to play a little bit more originals throughout the second two parts of the set. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a craft, um, but I, I I thoroughly enjoy it, and um, it's just fun. Like I for I totally forgot um, my bass player Warren Spence. Uh, she sings a mean fucking version of um, Last Kiss, um, the uh, the cover that Pearl Jam does. Um, I forget who originally did it. Um, but uh, she sings such an awesome version of that, and I completely forgot about it. So that came up this weekend, and I was like, hell yeah, we're definitely putting that on the set. So we like worked out like five or six songs that she's going to sing. So uh, always excited about that. She's got an awesome voice.
1: Well – The the funny thing is, uh, well, not really the funny thing, but like I'm such a baby, I guess, with the like that last band I was in a couple of years ago, just completely even just playing by myself in the drums, like, you know, listening to the songs. I wasn't really I I wasn't having it. It it took Boris actually to move back here because I've always had like a relationship uh, music wise. Uh, You know, I think every musician doesn't matter if it's like me with a, a guitarist, a drummer guitarist or a guitarist with a bassist. Sometimes you just have this ridiculous chemistry when you play together that you just sync up and you know mm-hmm. where each other's going. And it took him yep. actually to get at me off my ass. And now I've I've really been enjoying trying to um kind of I don't know, like uh challenge myself a bit. Uh the other day actually I went and saw Coed in Cambria Live a couple of weeks ago. Uh I think I might have talked to some of the last show. I don't know guys. Uh you did one, one of the things that I, lo- <laughs> I I did, okay, It's how I played in keeping secrets all in, 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 in its
0: entirety. Yeah. Uh, I was impressed. Yeah, that
1: was a that was a lot of fun, and I'm not going to say I did it exactly like him, but yeah. Now that you mentioned that, um, well, one of the things that I like to do uh, before playing the drums is the same reason why my memory is bad. So uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, Jesus Christ, speaking about that, man, have you, <laughs> I think you saw on Facebook um, about the uh, gentleman uh, that has four years in prison, uh, cancer patient uh that uh yeah. yeah he he's now got 4 years in prison uh for having i think originally i think it's 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 having 5000 grams of thc chocolates uh to help him out with his uh mm-hmm. condition uh yeah. i i you know i now that i have a lot more of the information um it seems like there is more to this story uh which i would definitely think that anyone if you want to find out about uh information itself to to actually look at everything. It's still a really shitty thing, uh, but basically back in uh, February of 2014, um, at his home, uh, the North Central Narcotics Task Force found 19,000 grams of chocolate infused with THC, uh, and then also in his bedroom found cocaine, uh, more than 100 additional grams of marijuana, a digital scale, more than $2,000 in cash. Uh, cash ledgers, materials used for drug packaging, and numerous postal receipts for packages he mailed to other locations across the U.S. and Canada. And obviously, Talking his lawyer baller, was trying to say, Jesus Christ. His lawyer was trying to say that uh, his client was not selling drugs and that he was selling sneakers, vintage clothing, vintage sto- toys, and sporting goods. So the main thing is like when you read this. <laughs> Um, when it first comes up, you get pissed off because you think that someone got four years in prison for a recent thing with cancer, a recent fight with cancer. you know. Obviously it's legal in certain areas where he's from. It's not, but he's been illegally obtaining this to help with his cancer. Well, apparently this happened back in 2014, and uh, originally it was going to be 12 years mandatory for, uh, for the sentence. It was reduced to four, sure. and now uh, off good behavior it's two. But I'm sure that you saw the same exact thing. uh, what did you think
0: about this whole entire story, and did you know any of the details? I did not yeah i I was kind of prepared to go like uh gung ho on this one, but like um, that dude's obviously selling some drugs um but you know, like I don't know i'm I'm very much of the opinion uh I am an advocate for legalizing all drugs um or at least decriminalizing all drugs. And making them less taboo, namely because uh, it's been proven time and time again in various countries throughout the world. Um, You know, I would say, I guess, civilized uh, countries, if you will, uh, throughout Europe, that when they do that, uh, the addiction rate goes down, um, the usage rate ends up going down, Um, you know, because you don't throw people into prison. Where you know they essentially um, are thrown into a system where you know the rehabilitation um, cycle is so flopped that they are inevitably going to fall back into what they're doing. You get them treatment, you get them help, Um, and so I'm a big advocate for that. Uh, So, you know, with that in mind, I still think it's kind of bullshit. I don't think that uh it's as much bullshit given you know all this new shit you know new shit has come to light um, but uh but yeah i mean uh i mean i i feel like a 4 year sentence 2 years good behavior i'm sure that has a lot to do with the fact that the guy has cancer um but yeah i mean that dude was definitely selling selling shit like there's no way he had all that shit and he wasn't selling it now that doesn't mean he wasn't self-medicating with it um, but yeah I mean he was, he was definitely selling it and, and see at the very least even if it was legal or decriminalized they could still arrest you for selling it for essentially tax evasion um, now they would it would be a little more difficult because they would have to prove the amount of income but you said they had a ledger um, and $2,000 in cash or whatever it was um, I mean that would more than likely be enough to prove that. Um and you can get two years easy for tax evasion. Uh just look at Wesley Snipes. Um but uh but nevertheless, um yeah, I mean I, I I'm just I'm of the opinion like fucking at like I said, at the very least you criminalize it all. Um and you know, like let's try to take a page out of most European countries and and maybe learn a little bit from them Um, and maybe like prioritize helping uh, drug addicts instead of like throwing them in jail Um, I think that's probably a a better thing to do in a civilized
1: society Yeah I can agree with that I'm definitely uh, of the um, I guess you could say libertarian mindset when it comes to drugs being illegal that just gives a chance for, you know, criminal practice when it comes to selling those said drugs. If you eliminate uh you know being <laughs> getting jailed, or, or or if you eliminate basically it being uh illegal, uh you you cut away the people the the uh the, the black market itself that's that's supplying Absolutely. those um and even you can look at that with marijuana as far as uh you know areas like Colorado and stuff like that, how much their crime has dissipated and the economy yep. has 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 you know increased uh the problem with the situation it's kind of like well this is still even though I would like that and you would like that these are the laws we have in place and when it comes down to it there's one of those situations where I'm not going to say it's clickbait but it's kind of clickbaity uh because well, he click-baity. obviously knew yeah little bit. He obviously knew um, you know, what he was getting himself into, and there is a lot of evidence against him. Now, obviously, it sucks that he has cancer. I think that, oh, man, I think if they said in this article that it started off as testicular cancer and moved um, to his lungs and then his kidneys. Um, and, he's, and he's after, undergone undergone several surgeries. There's also a good chance that if he is selling he's trying to make money to be able to pay for said procedures depending on his <laughs> uh you know his health care plan so yeah. I, I don't know that i i i'm, I'm, I'm going to give the guy you know a little bit of a pat on the back due to his situation but any other person due to the due to the laws that we have in place i mean this is this is what happened to him you know the fact that he has cancer i don't know obviously from what from what the judge says he said i think that he said um uh I'm trying to find the quote itself. Your health is very important. And that's the reason why he gave him four years. Originally you could go uh to jail for this from twelve to sixty. Uh twelve was supposed to be yeah. the minimal. He gave him four years, two years if good behavior, like we said. So right. knowing all this, unfortunately, you know, I just have to kind of deem it as the unfortunate situation. Um, uh, but this is why that even though I hope Hope he gets out. You know, Since we do have the laws in place like this, this would happen in any other type of situation, and I hope the best for him. Yeah. Maybe he got the best situation itself, but go ahead and read stuff, especially if it makes you uh, like extremely agitated, and try to find possibly the whole story before you make a judgment. Sure. I know that I do it. Well, I'm sure that Nick does it too. I mean it's just mm-hmm. a human nature, but it's very important to figure out the details. What are you going to say, Nick? Yeah,
0: I well, two things. One, uh it it kind of somewhat mirrors like what you were saying, kind of mirrors that um the the New York abortion bill and like what what all that entails. Um and what it actually um what it actually meant um and and the implementation of it. People read the article um or or you know, read the headline and then flipped their shit um and started going off about it before they actually read what it entailed and what it was actually about. Um and they, you know that it actually pertained to mothers who were um, wanting to have children, um, so it wasn't as much a, um, a an abortion issue. Um, but uh, also, I think you bring up a good point in that it can't. I don't think it can be ruled out that you know. Um, and I don't know if his lawyers tried to to make a case on this or not. Um, uh, like our healthcare system is so fucked it 's totally within reason that this guy would have seen that as his best option um, in order to make the necessary money that he needed um, in order to get the treatment that he needed. Um, we have a whole Emmy award winning show based on that, <laughs> so um, you know that's that's America, and that's a problem um, and uh, hopefully we we get that sorted out um, someday in the not too distant future.
1: Yep, hallelujah man, hallelujah. Uh, but yeah, dude, that's that's a situation that kind of uh put Facebook on on fire if you will uh with a lot of people reporting on that. Me too. Actually, I was one of the people that shared that. Um another thing I think people were talking about a lot uh was John Stewart uh versus Congress if you will, uh kind of going off yeah. on them uh, about the uh, you know, 9/11 victims uh compensation fund uh and He had a lot to say. He was extremely disappointed by the fact that like I guess half of Congress just did not show up uh, for the hearing itself. Um, This is something that there has been money obviously put towards for this, but it's still not – it's not sufficing the amount that they need. Uh, They're trying to deem it as more of a state-related thing. Um, for taxes right. to be put towards this, uh, but basically the, the gist of it is this: a lot of the first responders, some of them were five minutes for responding. Uh, I'm talking EMTs. I'm talking five five seconds. That's right. And people that were just local yeah. enough started just rushing it. Um, that's right. I, I, I'm sorry, five seconds. But uh, EMTs, firemen, you know, just police officers, anyone. A lot of them have had, and, and at first it was like, oh, it, it can't be from the smoke, uh, that you feel sick. Oh, it can't be from this. And then they actually ended up getting c- cancer, and it was proven that a majority of them, it was all related and linked up to what they dealt with once they went to these buildings right. and the smoke that they inhaled. Um, mm-hmm. And just terrible situation. And, um, you know, John Stewart was very passionate. Um, he I – th- I think that one of, one of the quotes that I have right here – uh, no amount of money is going to end the suffering and the grieving that these men and women have to endure, but they can stop making it worse. They can stop adding uncertainty and stress and financial hardship to the lives of these folks. Um, and I, I don't think any – a lot of people I think in a situation like this where maybe a celebrity tries to talk uh, to Congress, they might have somewhat of a performance but you can see right through them, if you understand what I'm saying. I don't believe that with John Stewart. He is an avid New Yorker. Uh, he is someone – a lot of the guys nowadays, I think, are comedians talking about politics. When Jon Stewart was doing The Daily Show and the fact that he was so well-respected that he would go on any platform and be able to challenge any type of political mind, he was much more right. of a political-minded comedian, uh, kind of – very Great. much similar to George Carlin, just more politically yeah. active uh, as, as far as yeah. that. Yes, yes, I would say, th- especially, unfortunately, knowing how bad our fucking current system is. And he wasn't going off on – he was going off on Congress. He wasn't going on on the left or the right. Now, obviously, I'm sure a lot of the Republicans uh, are the ones that are kind of poo-pooing this. The m- majority of them are the ones that are trying to push this as more of a state thing. Nick? You know about this information. I'm sure you watched the video. This is this this shouldn't be a state thing when this goes back to even if they're New York firefighters, they an American attack from a terrorist organization. That's not a New York thing. That's, that's yeah. a US thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um I did watch the video and it gave me chills watching it. It you know put tears in my eyes and um you could tell he was he was coming um Coming from a place of, of um, desperation and passion and empathy for these people um, that he has come to know because of his connection to them um, and and him trying to fight on behalf of them um, for so long, and you know he mentioned in there that seven um, seven first responders died like in the in. The couple weeks leading up to to that um, congressional um, hearing, um, and that's just crazy. Like seven, see, fucking seven of them died in like a week. Um, I mean, that's got to leave some kind of fucking like just just pain on your soul. Um, I feel that, not even knowing these people, much less you know John Stewart, you know having known at least some of these people, um, and I think you know you said you mentioned that this is kind of they've tried to make this kind of into a state issue states issue um and he he i think the line that stood out to me the most was al qaeda didn't come flying in yelling death to tribeca that wasn't their fucking line this was an attack on yep. america um and that like just fucking hit me that's that's like of the ilk of like You know, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Type of like, fuck, dude. Like, just hits you. You know, Um, and you know, it's 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 true. Like, it's I mean, that's undeniable. Like, they weren't targeting New York. They were targeting America, and New York just happens to be the biggest city in America. Um, And to for for any any anything if there was ever an issue that you would think would bring everybody together um you would think it would be this one and you know he he goes on to make a you know some some veiled points i saw a follow up interview with him about this as well um he went on to uh, fox um sunday um i forget the the host's name um but he went on there um and you know so so i mean he had some kind of veiled um criticisms of uh Mitch McConnell um but like you know he basically says like like for for Mitch McConnell's like like bottom line to be you know well you know we'll handle this um as compassionately as we always ha- have um and you know basically John Stewart says look you've never handled this compassionately like you've used this bill um, each of the couple times it was passed, um, you constantly use it. you don't want it to be a long term thing. You don't want it to um to be like an indefinite thing that these people can rely on without having to come back and grovel each fucking five years. you want to use you want it to be that way. you want to have it every five years. so you can sneak in little things because who's gonna veto the fucking bill like for that that's supporting you know our first responders from 9/11. No matter what you sneak in there, nobody's going to. But twice, Mitch McConnell has snuck in shit that he wanted to get. You know, in there. One was like had to do something with um, imports for petroleum. I'm I, blanking on what the other one was back in 2010. Um, but he's done this twice now, um, and so he's not acting in good faith. Um, and you know what? Like I. Um, I obviously, uh, you know, lean towards the left, um, so I, I, you know, I very much um, have my problems with Mitch McConnell. But it is interesting to me that, um, you know, for for something like this that seems like it should be so down the line where everybody's in support of it, um, it's interesting to me that the only people who don't support it are Republicans. Like. What the fuck is wrong with you people? And I'm not talking about Republicans in general. I'm just talking about the Republicans in the Senate or the Congress who don't support this. Like, that is so fucked up. And you know what? Like, um, from time to time, Trump will come out and just say, like, um, will actually, like, speak uh, or advocate for something that I actually, like, agree with. And I'm like, shit, nice. Good on you, Trump. This is one thing he should come out and fucking advocate for. Um, cause it is a no lose situation. Um, and he's from New York. He is from the, where these people were affected. Um, it seems like an issue that is just like totally cut from the cloth for him to come out and be like, look, let's get this fucking shit done. And we're not sneaking anything in there. We're not like, we're gonna take care of the people, the first responders, um, to this tragedy and we're going to see to it that you know they are taken care of um you know for the rest of their lives um and i i think that would be uh, a something that you know Trump could do um to to that honestly i would think he would care about one um but two like you're you're there's no lo- there's no lose in that situation um and you know what for somebody like you know we talk about all the time how the um or not we not you and me but they as in the the media talks about all the time about how um your republicans are afraid to challenge trump and everything well like use that to your fucking advantage like fucking like go out and say something that 99.9% of americans would be in favor for and, like, fucking make your party fall in line and fucking get shit done for these people because they fucking deserve it.
1: Very well said, my friend. Very well said. Yeah, I uh, I have to agree with you, and uh, just – I understand Mitch McConnell is going to try to like act like you know I don't know why he's so bent out of shape you know we we work on this every year well the thing is I mean obviously from what you're doing it's still not doing anything uh, beneficial and right I think when it comes down to it you know John even said on that same video that you were talking about there's lots of Republicans that back this bill completely uh, and and want and you know he has them on his side it's 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 the fact that that a lot of the Let's just say it. The older ones that are in their fucking ways, and obviously he wants like some type of, you know, you do me a favor, I do your favor, I scratch your back, you scratch your back. When it comes to fucking, this this should be fucking way different. This is what pisses me off. These people put their life on the line in a time period. I was fucking what fifteen
0: when this happened.
1: I mean yeah. th- I'm 33, you know what I'm saying? Like that's fucking ridiculous is the fact that like not only has there been not that much money to help benefit them throughout this duration and something that a lot of people, myself included, had no idea of, Nick. You know, I just assumed that they were getting helped out, but to be denied and tried, you know, further in time like, "Oh, it's it it's not from all the smoke. It's not from that. You know you you're it, it you're not sick from that. Blah 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 blah. And then it to finally be cancer and confirmed and all this evidence and then still trying to get pushback on this. It's fucking disgusting. Right. And I understand there is an economic part of this that John Stewart was you know talking about. Obviously this means, this is going to be an expense. Um, something that you know we're gonna have to pay for. Or if it is a state thing, there would have to be some type of state taxes to. Pay for and you know, any American last. worth their
0: bread and butter would sign the fuck up right now to pay.
1: Exactly. For it. No, that, that's that's what I'm saying. So, you know, I think he was he was approaching it at at like 10 billion dollars. He wants us to be able to go as long as the last person would be able to be fine from it, suffice from it. So it's the last until I believe 2090 right. is what they said. Um and it would be open it,
0: until twenty ninety, or it would be twenty ninety, or when the last person who you know would suffer from it would die, exactly. or the last person
1: and, who was involved with it rather would die. And 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 that makes sense. He goes, obviously, yeah. At first, it, there is going to be money, but it's going to go less and less over time. This is right. just to make sure all of them are covered. I don't see the thing is. And I think we've talked about this—the the state income tax. Like, if, if New York, and obviously, we want this for everyone to fucking pay for this because it shouldn't be just a state thing. But me, as a person from Georgia, the state income tax, I think, is a fucking joke. Uh, I always talk to you like, what the fuck's the point of us trying to believe that they're gonna fix roads when they don't get fixed? When there could be companies that do that and make a, you know, uh, make make an impact on the local economy doing it themselves? Yeah, have you seen there? I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're in a fucking nice part of town or a bad part of town. You could be in Swanee nope. or fucking Decatur. It doesn't matter. The, the The roads look like shit. Either way, we pay for a bunch of money, state-wise and 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 the whole U.S. You know, uh, coming from our our pay for different things. If one of them is going to be for this specifically, count me fucking in because I don't know how many of the ones I don't know where it's going. I just know that it's getting taken away from my fucking money personally. So. Right. Yeah, when it comes to 9-11 victims as far as the people that were first responders and just people that helped out as much as they could, put their lives on the line, died at the time and then afterwards to make sure their families are okay. I think this is really important, and it revs me up, and it revs you up. It just seems like it's so disgusting. There was one point in time, right after 9-11, where all of us were really together on this whole entire thing. It didn't last long, but it lasted a while, and when it comes down to it, you know, it's it's very much what he said. You wouldn't fucking do this to people in Pearl Harbor and say this is a Hawaii thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that right. doesn't make any sense. So we need to respect that and not fucking, you know, not allow our, our uh I I just think there's so many fucking just the sleaze balls, you know, on the left and off the right, the older crew especially a lot of them on the right and fucking and and, and you know, uh not the White House. I'm trying to think of, of in D.C. today, uh, and just in, yeah. in, in the government, and in Congress. General. That's fucking Senate. Congress, yeah. Senate, and he'll have to go and fight it with Senate as well. I really applaud John Stewart. I think he's a brilliant mind, and I really appreciate you know stuff that he's doing still outside of just being an entertainer.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree, um, and you know I think that. Um, Hopefully, the the recognition that he can bring to this issue, because like you said, like we before before we saw this, we didn't know this was a thing, because there's always things that go on in Congress, um, in the Senate, and it's just hard to keep up with it all. Like none of us is sitting around watching C-SPAN every day, um, so like for it it, it would take something, um, you know, to have some kind of celebrities. Um, name attached to it, and even that's not enough. You have to really—it has to be something they really care about, um, and and you could clearly see that. Um, and I hope this kind of um, spurs a little bit of action. And like I said, I really do. I really think this would be a huge win if um, for for um, the White House, if Trump came out and said. And I hate to talk about it in that kind of context, um, but you know, like it. it I just I do I I and I in the way that I mean it is like this is something that everybody is behind, um, like it, it, and it's rare that you get something like that. Um, so you know if you're Trump, it's a no no lose situation. You come out and you force the Republican Party um, to to you know do it and like. Dude, if you could get John Stewart saying thank you, President Trump, like for for coming out and supporting us on this, like that's huge. Like, yeah, it's not gonna like it's not gonna win you any like like left states or or uh, or you know liberal states or anything like that. But that's the kind of thing that that shows good faith. That shows that you're you're maybe you know. Um, not the asshole that so many people think you are. Um and it's just it's the right thing to do. <laughs> so like you win on that yep. account too. Um and I think he really could. I, I, I don't necessarily think he will, but you know, he surprised me before. Um, you know, he, he um came out in favor of the right to try um thing. Um, you know, for, for people who are dying to, to kind of use experimental treatments. Um, I guess wouldn't cover marijuana <laughs> um, but uh but like alternative medical treatments and stuff like that like um that you know for so long you know we were like well that if, if the fda doesn't approve it you can't do it And it's like dude these people are fucking dying like let them let them fucking let them try something anything like because what they're trying what they're what you're allowing them to do is not working um i was a big uh proponent of that and i um I was um uh surprised but also thankful that that Trump came out and supported it and you know that that was um that was you know one one of the um one of the few things that he has uh you know um backed that you know I think um most Americans would get behind um and this could be another one um and I I, I hope he does I hope he does it um I, again it's a it's a it's a all around win, um, if he does it. Um and uh it's just again the right thing to do. I believe what we can do is get this thing together and get rid of all the bills and my small head No, I'm just kidding. Um I still do a better impression you, you, than Alec
1: Baldwin, you, so suck it.
0: Yeah. Um, you started on Trump and started trending towards Bobby Kennedy. It was like it was, it was, it was like a little roller coaster there. <laughs>
1: Oh God. Alright, well whatever. All I'm saying is I would rather <laughs> you know, instead of us spending lots of taxes rebuilding embassies in our enemies areas that get bombed from them or uh fucking make them a wall.
0: Uh I wouldn't mind helping out nine yeah, eleven or uh, you know. Or starting a war with I don't know, Iran. <laughs> yeah. Like Something why don't, like why don't that, we take you know? care of the people Yeah, why don't we take care of the people uh, you know, that, that were most affected by, you know, the, the, the the first Middle East war that kind of started all this shit. Like, let's take care of those people first before we worry about that shit.
1: I agree, man. I agree. Oh, Lord. So here's something that, you know, we didn't have a show, obviously, uh, last week, so there was some stuff that happened. Yep. A um, a, a Boston hero, uh, you know, right underneath uh, Mr. Tom Brady, uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Holy shit, man. Uh, you know, Big Poppy uh, got shot in his home uh, country of the Dominican Republic. Uh, apparently – I don't know if you've heard some of the details. It was for – the bounty itself was for less than $8,000. Uh, there was six suspects uh, involved in it. Uh, there was first original rumors, Nick, that it was based on, uh, I guess, um, David hitting on uh, a drug lord's wife, and then that was taken away, and it was more that they didn't mean to go after David Ortiz and it was someone else. A lot of crazy fucking information. All I know is that, and now apparently in the last three weeks they found seven uh, American bodies uh, in the ocean uh, around the DR. Jesus. You know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about this information. I, I work with. Uh, a couple of um, my friends who are from the Dominican Republic, and they're telling me this. they were like, "Yeah, did you know that David Ortiz got shot?" They got the information out before I even knew about it, uh, and and I started seeing you know you know American news outlets um, talking about it. So he got shot. Yeah. It went out his back through his stomach, I believe. Uh The yeah. Boston, uh, the Red Sox got a uh, a jet or a helicopter to get him and transport him towards uh, Boston Hospital. Uh, to get him fixed up, it looks like he's going to be okay. But crazy fucking situation, uh, and it looks like there's some um, there's some stuff going down in the uh, Dominican Republic. Uh,
0: what do you have to say about that? Dude, this shit's fucking crazy. Like, first of all, I don't think we even got the whole story yet, as far as what happened. Um, uh, my guess, I, I would think that. Maybe that makes sense. Like David Ortiz, like hitting on somebody. I think it was more. It's probably more like, you know, kind of what would it be like? The um, like did did you ever watch um, uh, shit? What's it called? Um, the HV the Wire. Did you ever see that? Yes. Okay. So like you know. Um, there's a particular character on there, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But there's a particular character on there who's a big deal, and he gets killed by like a really young kid, um, you know, who's just looking for rep. Uh, you know, I'm the dude who killed so and so. It, it kind of feels like maybe something like that. Like, you know, I, I, who knows though? Like, I mean, it's it's fucking nuts. Um, I, you know, from what I was reading, like. Like the bullet, like it went through and through, um, but like it fucked him up. Like they had to do a ton of surgery, um, like with, with a bunch of different organs. Now, they, I don't think it, like, it luckily, didn't hit like some some serious like vital organs, so um, it wasn't a um, situation where um, you know, without medical treatment in you know uh, x amount of you know minutes or whatever, that he would die. So it it doesn't appear to have been that serious, but you know, it was absolutely serious enough that like they had to do major surgery, um, you know, to to repair some of the damage done. They had to Um, remove his gallbladder. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. I mean, there were. Yeah. And, and dude, yeah. Like, there's fucking a ton of shit in there. Um, But, yeah, dude, it's it's fucking crazy. Um, I, I. 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 I've heard too of like so, so like various stories of like people getting um, drugged down there or something, and then having to go to hospitals and like the hospitals throwing kickbacks to the the you know these like hotels that like um, that you know do the drugging or whatever. Like I don't know, it seems like seems like a lot of shady shit happening down there. You would think the one safe person there would be um, uh, Pop- big poppy uh you know for what he means um but my one saving grace from what i read about this story was that the guy who actually shot him got his fucking ass beat
1: like yeah. all the
0: people who were there just whooped the shit out of him um like beat him within an inch of his life uh and good like fucking good because like, dude, come on! You don't shoot Big Poppy. Are you fuck kidding me? If you shoot Big Poppy, Especially you better know that you got a fucking getaway. I mean, this is like this is like
1: Wayne Gretzky or Bret Hart getting shot in Canada. You know, what I'm saying like those mm-hmm. are fucking heroes over there. Like, right. That's that's just crazy because that's how they know him is that he's a big hero to to a lot of uh, a lot of Dominicans because. Uh, I know that. I mean, it might perceive people differently, but you know, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic—they're more oriented with baseball. Uh, if you go to Mexico and a lot of other ones, they're more oriented with, with soccer. But baseball is their thing. If you—I'm lo- not even a big baseball fan—and I can just tell you, as being a Red Sox fan, how many amazing rest- or how many amazing uh, baseball players came out of both those countries. Uh, so he's a big deal to those people, and for something like this to happen to him and I'm assuming a bar that he's probably gone to a bunch of times uh it's it's pretty uh pretty fucking frightening and uh just just like I said like I keep on I see, keep on seeing news articles about more bodies being found throughout the DR and uh just unfortunately and this is happening in in different resorts in Mexico it's like you know just be careful uh, especially of what you're drinking all that type of stuff and uh, I'm just glad that uh David Ortiz uh you know is safe in his new uh, hometown of Boston,
0: Massachusetts, or his second hometown, <laughs> I should say. I'm sure that they were very happy like, to have probably him don't go, Yeah, probably as much as you love it, probably don't go back to the Dominican for a while would be my suggestion. Just, like – because you know you ain't getting shot in Boston. Like, you know, it, it's one thing for someone to shoot you in the D- Dominican, like, and to get beat with an inch of their life. Someone shoots you in Boston, they're dead. <laughs> like no fucking getting. If there ain't no injury to in life, bro. Like you're fucking dead. Um. So, yeah. Wow. Like, probably just probably just hang out in Boston for a little bit.
1: So I, I I searched it. This is from four hours ago from ABC. A man from New Jersey is the eighth tourist to die while on vacation in the DR. Damn. Uh, so now it's up to eight people. Um. And if there's anyone out there that could disprove any of that type of stuff, just let me know. I'm not trying to make insults. I think I have some pretty good news sources. And, uh, yeah, this is actually also a concern to people from the Dominican Republic that live here because I work with quite a few of them. So just a, a crazy situation. Um, but like I said, I'm glad that uh, Ortiz, uh, Big Poppy is okay, and we'll just have to wait. Uh, here's a sports-related thing. Um, so a uh, question for you, kind of like a follow-up. Uh, before we yeah. probably talk about some more movie-related stuff, uh, how happy sure. was Mr. Degrassi himself, Drake, about his Raptors
0: winning? Oh, dude. Um, yeah, I mean it was great for them. It was terrible for the Warriors. Um, not only did Kevin you Durant. The Warriors? Uh, no, 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 um, no. I haven't I haven't been pro Warriors since they acquired Kevin Durant. Um, I, I never root for the the juggernaut. I always root for the underdog. Um that's just that's 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 wired in my DNA. Um but like uh you know after game five um KD uh blows out his fucking Achilles and is gonna be out for a year and this just completely fucks up like everything as far as um you know what he's trying to do free agency. I read somewhere that he stands to lose nine figures um, essentially from not being able to go to New York um, and play next year, Um, not on the money he would get um, for his basketball contract, but on the endorsement and all all the endorsement deals and everything else that it would mean to be the best player in the world playing in um, best or second best, whatever you want to call it. He would have been, had he stayed healthy, he would have been considered the best player in the world playing in the Biggest city in America. Um, Motherfucker lost nine figures off that Achilles. Um, And then to move on to game six, uh, Clay Thompson, uh, you know, fucking tore his ACL. Um, So he's going to be out the majority of next season as well. The Warriors are looking um, very, very uh, suspect next season. I don't think they're even going to make the playoffs. They just don't – they don't have the – the necessary moves in order to make this team that much better. um, Bob Myers is going to have to get, uh, who who is their GM, is going to have to get real fucking uh, tricky in order to um, kind of keep them in the running for a playoff spot out in the West that is very competitive. Um, But as far as the Raptors, they're on cloud nine. They're super happy. Drake's super happy. Um, I, I think it's funny that Drake went around like acting like he was like a member of the team, <laughs> like like being like, yeah, we want it, man. Um, it it was pretty funny, <laughs> especially because of how, how much of a, um, you know, just a, a, a bandwagon guy he is, but, um, you know, I will give him a little, uh, a little bit of a pass because, you know, my, my team's the Hawks, but I, I do have my secondary teams. I love the Sixers, um, you know i that there's uh i love the thunder um so like there's some there's some other teams that i root for so i can't it could be have been too Shaq about to... rooting
1: for the uh toronto team you know
0: <laughs> there you go um but uh but yeah like uh congratulations to toronto i'm sure they're very happy um and we'll see uh if Kawhi um Leonard ends up hanging around or uh he he goes somewhere else cuz that could change the fabric of a lot of things as well. Crazy busy off season. Um, we're gonna have it all covered on Full Court Press. Uh, we'll have a show tomorrow breaking down the latest news. Um, Juwan and I broke down the Anthony Davis trade um, that just happened. That is huge. Um, we'll probably. I I, I would imagine um, we'll probably discuss that even a little bit more. Um, you know, uh, this this uh, Tuesday. Uh tomorrow. Do you think LeVar um, ball as well had as... a stroke from that? <laughs> uh, he definitely had a meltdown. I don't know about a stroke, but he uh he was not happy about it. Um but hey, like you know, maybe maybe just pump the brakes a little bit, Lavar, because uh I would say that uh he maybe Lonzo won't be in New Orleans as long as you think he might be. Um I I I think there's a high pro- possibility if not probability that he could be moved um you know before the start of next season um as and that goes for any of these players um because they made this deal for all of the draft capital that they got uh from the lakers and the assets that these players are i don't think they necessarily made this deal thinking these players are going to fit great around zion williamson um, who they will choose number one in the upcoming draft. Um, so I don't know like, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out there's a, I think there's a, a bevy of moves still left to be made from David Griffin and the uh, New Orleans pelicans, but they are in a great great situation. I would have I might have said before this trade happened that the young team that is in the best situation going forward is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, now it is absolutely bar none, undoubtedly, the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, hell
1: yeah. I'm glad for the update.
0: Um, I sent you
1: that picture that I, even I got uh, with the LeBron missed the playoffs for one year and the whole the <laughs> whole other country uh, wins the <laughs>
0: – uh, that was
1: pretty funny. But uh, yeah, it, it remember guys, funny. full court press uh, with Nick on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They break all this type of stuff down if you are into basketball. But um, let's go over a couple of movie-related things, uh, Nick, before we uh, sail out onto the sunset. Uh, this one, well, this one, you, I, I, I'll say it. You're know, uh, you were right. You were right about it. Uh, Dark Phoenix uh, is not doing good at the box office. Uh, I, the, the nicest thing I've heard about Dark Phoenix, Nick, is that it's better than um, Apocalypse? And apocalypse, I don't even think everyone
0: yeah. uh, everyone's saying that. So um, I doubt I, it. It may. I don't think I will think it's better than Apocalypse because I actually love the third act of Apocalypse. Like it's fucking gold. See, I like the second
1: act. Whatever whatever act is the part where uh, Magneto goes crazy and shoots all those people for his family dying. That was my favorite part. That'd be the first he went act. to kind of hell. Okay. Well the first act's what I liked out of that. But either way, so let's okay. look at the uh, box office. We got uh a little bit less than 33,000 for the first week. Uh it made not even 10,000 this last weekend. Uh for domestic total, it's 52,000 and worldwide after 2 weeks, 204. That's not too terrible. It definitely had a huge drop. Uh it's got to go against Toy Story next weekend. Um, you know, there's still a lot of movies. It hasn't been a great movie uh, summer blockbuster year. Uh, you know, a lot of these movies, Nick, have been underperforming. Whether you look at Godzilla, whether you look at uh, Men in Black this last weekend, which is yeah. terrible. Uh, you know, I think that the big money makers all coincidentally will probably be Disney stuff. Aladdin did really well and is still doing pretty decent. Endgame, obviously. Made a lot of money. Unfortunately, it looks like it's still going to make 40 more million dollars to be able to beat Avatar. I don't think that's going to happen, but still, eventually yeah, the game was funny. a juggernaut. No, and then Toy Story 4 will probably make a shit ton of money. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like they went back and they redid the ending, which sounds very Fox reactionary for whatever reason because it was too similar to either some of the story beats in Endgame – or Captain Marvel. There's been mixed reports. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know which one it looked like more. But um, just kind of sucks. Incredible cast. And now we also know from Kevin Feige that he wants to take his time introducing the X-Men into the MCU. He does, he's not looking to involve them very soon. I would assume he might actually introduce the Fantastic Four uh, and some of those villains before he starts introducing characters like Wolverine.
0: Um, yeah. what do you think, and I about think all this? we Kinda. well Yeah, I think we were always on board with that, with Fantastic Four being the, the, the project that you would want to attack first. Um mainly because um it's never been done right. So if you do a Fantastic Four movie right, um and you get the hype up for that, then it's like oh dude, you are fucking set, you are golden um not that they're not already but like that seems to be the, the 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 trajectory that I would aim for um and you know they're the first family um and um let's face it um that that as far as like a um Tony Stark replacement I don't think any of the X-Men really give you that whereas Reed Richards could actually give you that um so, uh, yeah, I, I would expect them to do that. As far as Dark Phoenix, yeah, I I just saw it coming. I I I just didn't feel energized about that movie at all. Um, I, I namely because they were trying to redo a saga, um, that they rushed the first time, and it, and from my perception, it seemed like they were rushing this time. Um. And it's just – it's not a saga you can rush. Like, she has to, like – you have to really – excuse me. You have to really set up the Phoenix Force and what it is and what it means and how she deals with it before you go full Dark Phoenix. Never go full full Dark Phoenix in the first saga. Um, And, like, they – uh, the biggest thing to me that was a cause of concern was Simon Kinsberg saying, well, I think the mistake we made in the last stand was we made it a subplot um, when it, when it should have been the main focus. And I was like, no, that, that's not the biggest mistake you made. It was a mistake you made. The biggest mistake you made was not Building towards it because it is something that you would have to take a whole trilogy of movies to, like, really, like, adapt and build towards. Um, like, there is so much that happens um, in between the Phoenix um, uh, Force, um, uh, you know, ad- coming um, coming to be a part of Gene um, and then dark, the Dark Phoenix Saga. There was so much that happens in between there. Um, and uh, a lot of it is involved with her in the Hellfire Club or a, a former member of the Hellfire Club. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, but, uh, but there's a whole saga um, there um, that, you know, is obviously easier to get away with. And comic books would be a lot harder to adapt um, into a movie. Um, it would actually be easier to adapt into a television show um, because you can do these multiple storylines a la Game of Thrones where you know one character is off doing something, and there's some sort of other narrative that is driving your story. It's a lot harder to, to pull off in a movie, um, but maybe that's just the case. Maybe um, the, the Phoenix saga is, is – going to just be very difficult to pull off in movie form Um, but you know they wanted to go gung ho on it they wanted to adapt it again and and try to rewrite the ship so to speak Um, and I just never had confidence that they were going to be able to to achieve it Um, and from all accounts I've yet to see the movie but from all accounts um, it would appear that they were not able to achieve it Um, and it, it just doesn't surprise me um so going forward I think like I said, Kevin is probably right to let the X Men breathe a little bit and then we'll revisit them in two, three, four years, um and um get back to um what the X Men are, are really about, um, which, you know, wasn't that long ago. Um X-Men First Class, I think, was a great movie. Days of Future Past was a great movie. Um, Logan was obviously a great movie. Um, but like, as far as what the actual X-Men are about, I think you have to really um, – Days of Future Past was a great movie. I still feel like that was not necessarily indicative of um, representing the X-Men so much as it was just telling a really good story and being able to incorporate Wolverine into that story and make him a huge part of it, which has always been their MO. Um, but they, they pulled it off. They did it great in that particular um, film. Um, but I think let it rest a little bit and then get back to that um, first-class kind of vibe, um, but be able to like reshuffle the deck, reset all the cards, um, and build this the way that you really should do it Um, And, honestly, my only – the only thing that, like, at this point I've mentioned time and time again the different things I want to see, whether it be Storm in a Black Panther movie um, or anything like that, um, the only thing I really, really want to see at this point is I want to see Wolverine uh, team up somehow with Spider-Man and Spider-Man introduce him as his sidekick because that – it's just so fucking golden, um, and I would absolutely, totally love to see that. And the way they're setting up Spider-Man to be an ongoing uh, member of the Avengers, it uh, seems like it would fit that bill.
1: Yeah, and I think that I mean, it has to, it. It kind of sucks if if you want to see this happen, you know, if you don't have patience. And I get that. You know, me even saying that the fact that we won't probably see X Men you know, introduce probably more so like five years, I would say. I think that this is smart because, yeah, we're going to see a lot of cool characters introduced that a lot of people don't know um, within the next, you know, several movies, including the Eternals. Um, And we could see sprinkles of characters like Silver Surfer, even possibly before they go into the Fantastic Four, because it's a new property, a new character to kind of introduce, I think it would be smart for a lot of these characters, whether it be Storm getting introduced in a Black Panther movie, or Doctor Doom even for the same reason getting introduced in a Black Panther movie, um, or Reed Richards within a a, a Spider-Man movie.
0: Uh, if Rogue you branch these Captain guys Marvel off, movie.
1: exactly. If you branch these guys off of the certain characters that they kind of related to, and then you fill in the pieces. Um, it's the same thing, sort of, of, what they did originally. If if you make a solo Storm movie, that you show her a little bit in Black Panther, and then explain her, Wolverine, the same thing, Rogue, and then you make, you know, an X-Men film, it's it's the same building, and they have more characters that are very known to the public now to use and utilize. So I actually think it's brilliant uh, for Kevin Feige to be able to have that arsenal. I mean. He was able to start and do this with characters like Captain America and Iron Man that weren't that well-known to the public when he didn't have Spider-Man at his fingertips. He had all these legal troubles with Hulk. He didn't have Wolverine at his fingertips. He was still able to make this huge universe. Now Spider-Man's partially – he's in charge of that character, and they're trying to work out stuff between Venom being interacting with that Spider-Man and whatnot. And now he's inherited all the Fox characters. It just means to me that the MCU has potential uh, for their continuity to go on for a very, very long time. And I'm very excited about that. And it also gives time for people to get over the fact that Hugh Jackman and a lot of the other actors that have played all these characters are not going to be playing them within the future. Uh, I think it's going to suck not having uh, Michael Fassbender or Ian McKellen as Magneto, but we'll get over it. Uh, But I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, process. The only thing that I would like and I've said this to you before, Nick, I think that it would be a good idea to show them the, the X-Men themselves when they get around to them. They can be in their late 20s, early 30s, but I wouldn't mind either a prequel movie or maybe even a miniseries on uh, Disney+, Plus, kind of with the core original X-Men. Your Iceman, your Angel, your Beast, your Cyclops, and your Jean Grey meeting Professor X, being kids. I've already said the Duffer Brothers – uh would be my my main people to to uh you know um oversee that be the showrunners for that because they did such a great thing with great job a good fit. and are continuing for Stranger Things. So we can see the, the introduction of these characters and the introduction of mutants in general and that can kind of tie into when they're introduced within the actual universe itself. But I will miss a lot of these incarnations from Fox. I will miss Fox's style compared to the MCU's style in movie making but I still think they'll inherit great things with these characters because the MCU seems to adapt with each movie now, even if they have a predominant like style within them, if that makes sense. It's comedy meets drama style that they're really good at. We're not going to see films made very much like Fox, which is sad when it comes to Logan, but not sad when it comes to X-Men 3. So, hey, it's, uh, the changes are coming, but um, I'm looking forward to them. Do you have any closing statements before I uh, think of something
0: else I want to bitch about? <laughs> um, just that, A, I think the Duffer Brothers would be an excellent fucking pick. Um, I And that is, that's the kind of pick that would seemingly be the Marvel uh, MO as far as them wanting to pick people who um, are – Um, do like a, a low budget thing and they do it really well. And then they bring them in and and give them like all the money to be able to, to, you know, make a bigger story. Um, so that would be great. Um, I, you know, we've, again, we've long been fans of the idea of incorporating some of these non first teamers, um, into other, uh, Marvel stories, um, you know, I mean, we mentioned obviously Storm, Black Panther, Rogue, um, in uh, a, a Captain Marvel movie, um, and, and just because of those connections, those the connections those characters have had um, to those existing Marvel characters within the comics, um, so that would make a whole lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I just think it's a smart play to take your time, like you said, to. to Kind of get people past the fact that you know um, you know Hugh Jackman's not going to be Wolverine anymore to maybe get over um, maybe any sort of um, bad taste in your mouth that you may have felt from the last couple X Men movies or you know maybe you really liked the 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 cast that they had set up at least the core cast I mean I think we're all in agreement that the core cast that they set up with McAvoy and Fassbender uh like both of those uh were great especially Fassbender. I think Fassbender was just amazing um in, in uh his his portrayal of Magneto um but yeah I mean I, I think ultimately um I, I I'm just interested to see how they go forward like you said whether they're going to do like a, a more teenage version of these characters. Um and and here's the really interesting thing. If you take your time and you do like teenage versions of these characters, um, maybe those take over the role that you know you currently have Spider-Man in, where he's the teenage character, um, and then you're introducing Cyclops um, and Jean Grey and you know these other quintessential younger X-Men characters um, into the fold. Once Spider-Man is no longer um, that quote unquote teenage character um three, four, five years down the line uh, and 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 that's a way to again, keep your franchise fresh with young talent that can do a lot going forward. Um, it that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, and then uh, again, you incorporate these uh, secondary x men the, the quote unquote second team x men um, with uh Wolverine. Uh, maybe get a Wolverine versus Hulk movie. Wolverine, um, Storm, uh, Rome, Alpha Flight, maybe. Gambit. Alpha Flight would be something they could do. Absolutely, I would fucking love that. I just want to see Puck on screen because I love that motherfucker. Yep. Um, and, do you think they get Dave uh, yeah, DeVito think... to
1: play Puck, or is he too old? Like, if they get someone He's to old, like do all the fucking
0: stunts. Well, it, it's interesting because because like. Huck is really short but he's not really a dwarf. Um it, 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 his backstory is, is 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 kind of confusing. Um but uh you know Hey, David
1: wanted I, to fight Justin Bieber, so you know, he's that's a bad
0: he, he definitely did. Uh, but
1: uh, but fight me, nevertheless. You <laughs> um
0: but nevertheless, I I think um a long play is is the smart play and that's what they're doing and um you know, so we'll we'll see. Uh, but I, I'm very much in favor of the young X Men team, and then bringing in those other other players. Um, and it, it'll be interesting to see how they, how and if they incorporate Deadpool into any of this, um, whether it be a Hulu series um, or f- future movies that maybe don't tie in um, directly to the MCU. Um, but that'll a- also be an interesting thing to follow.
1: All right, real quick before we move on to this. So it comes down to it again, Nick. As mm. of right now, who do you want to play
0: Wolverine, <sighs> dude? I don't fucking know. Jawan asked me this too on Sunday, and I just I don't know. I definitely don't want Jason Momoa. Um, that much I can say. Um, I do. Yeah, love the idea of him playing of him playing Sabretooth. Like I'm totally I did down like that. To that. Dude, that, 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 um, uh, was that well, Boss Logic or was, he's that, a DC was that our dude? character? Oh, uh, well, that's stupid. Um, but, like, yeah, no that, shit. Yeah, that, that, um, it, was that Boss Logic or was that, um, was that our guy? Yep. No, that was Boss Logic. It was Boss Logic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, he, uh, he was fucking, uh, or that, that, he looked badass as Sabertooth. Um, so, like I would be totally down for that. Definitely not for Wolverine. Um, as far as right now, honestly, I'm still like I'm still on that Ben Foster bandwagon, man. Like when you threw out Ben Foster, um, what a year ago now, um, mm-hmm. I, I, like I was just like, dude, yes, like he could totally. He's got the kind of frame to where he could get really built, really bulk up. Um, he doesn't have a pretty boy face. Um, he. Is is a, an amazing fucking actor, um, and I just think he could fit the role so fucking well. Um, I, that that's still my number one, as of now. Um, do I, like obviously like if I'm putting odds on it, I mean obviously I, if, I'm going to take the field over Ben picking him, um, but if I had to narrow it down to one, that would be my guy because he's short. I mean he's like five eight, five nine. Which it's going to be really hard to find a guy who's 5'3", you know, and and has the right build to really look like Wolverine. But if you can get somebody who's 5'8", 5'9", who maybe you can shoot scenes to maybe look a little smaller than he actually is, um, I'm totally here for it. And, like, to me, like, I still don't think there's anybody out there who would be, like, higher on my list if you're excluding Tom Hardy – um, because of his involvement in Venom. If you're not excluding Tom Hardy because of his involvement in Venom, then Tom Hardy would still be my number one. So
1: yeah, Tom I Hardy think, or
0: Ben Foster. I want really good I fucking think, actors, um, and those are two really good fucking actors. I Dude, I, I agree with
1: you, and um, I've, I've been saying this for a while. I think my, my top two choices for the longest time to play Wolverine <laughs> – one of them's venom and the other one's punisher so it's not going to work out with right. one
0: of those guys right uh but although maybe burnthal at this point with with the whole netflix thing i think burnthal's back in play
1: yeah i'm just trying to find someone that all right i i, I think about things a little bit too much i feel like jean gray is going to be late 20s early 30s at latest so the age mm. difference got to be like, because, like, a long time, just like Josh, John Berthall, I wanted uh, Joel Edgerton, but I think he's 45 yeah. now. And I, I don't think that would work yeah. out. Ben Foster I, I think I is perfect, though. Yeah. I, I I love the idea of Shia LaBeouf, but I don't think that would be possible due to him. So, uh, right. I just yeah, to I, I'm trying to be more realistic.
0: I actually do. I actually, he'd be kind of my third choice, um, but I just feel like he's maybe a little too difficult for. Disney and, and and Marvel and ViGgy to get on board with.
1: Yep, I agree. And I'm still saying, uh, for many reasons, uh, Denzel Washington has Ma- Magneto, and I really don't give a shit if you have a problem with that. <laughs> Message me or hate. Message me. It gets me. It makes me happy. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. Um, all right, so here's something that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Speaking about Fox, we know – I'm going to go into this. Fox is not going to be at Hall H or Comic-Con. You know why? Because Disney owns them. Uh, Disney has D23 that's in mid-August. That's their big convention by Mm -hmm. themselves. Yes, they will have a presence, I'm sure, but a lot of their announcements for Marvel-related stuff is going to be, or I would assume would be at D23, Um, like when they pulled out the other year and had all of it at there. Now, uh, uh, they're going to be there. But like I said, Sony, a lot of their stuff ties in with Marvel, uh, except for the other Spider-Man stuff, so they'll probably be there. Paramount's got nothing really big this year. Universal doesn't have a lot. Why the fuck did Warner Brothers and DC decide this summer is going to be the summer they're going to pull out instead of displaying stuff for their movie universe as far as going forward? It seems like a really fucking stupid move. Um, yeah. nons nonsensical. Uh, my biggest thing is like, all right. Well, if you're like, well, we don't have enough information to give us, so we don't want to give you a bullshit timeline like we usually do. How about you just don't give us a bullshit timeline? How about you have stuff ready? You have the Joker right around the corner. There can be information about that. We want to have more information about the Batman. I don't expect stuff about Man Steel, but that could be another thing. Just just strategy. Something we asked you last time that you kind of just fucking went right the fuck over, and now the whole entire you know continuity of your actual main DC extended universe is crumbling. You know, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of stuff that you could show us stuff for. Um, I don't even know if they're going to be showing anything for uh, for Kong versus Godzilla, which would seem like another big property from Warner Brothers that they'd want to display at this fucking thing. Why? Yeah. (laughs) What. does do, do this make sense to you at all, Nick, or am I going crazy?
0: No, it doesn't. I I mean I've tried to ask myself, like, what would be the reason why you wouldn't want to be there? Um, and the biggest thing that I can come up with is maybe there's been a little backlash against Robert Pattinson. Maybe there's been um, – there, there would be like – I don't know. Um, you know, uh, they feel like everyone wants to know what's going to happen with the Batman, and they don't feel like they're going to have enough to show off. Um, but it's like it's it's not like you're. This is not the kind of situation where you're deciding not to make an appearance because you're ducking questions or you're ducking conversation. It's like, it, dude, this is like literally you show a bunch of hardcore fans anything and they lose their fucking shit over it like they get all excited it, it like it, it's a it's a cakewalk so i don't get it i really don't i don't understand their play here um i i, I like i said i've tried to think of like what could possibly be the re- and there's just no reason there's no reason why you wouldn't at least show what you have like you said um like Show a teaser for for you know Kong versus Godzilla. Um, show uh, you know whatever you have uh, in your DCEU catalog, whether it be trailers, um, whether it be being uh, you know announcements for the Batman um, or any of the other upcoming movies you have. I mean, there's you have plenty to show people. I don't understand why you wouldn't. The only thing that I can Possibly come up with is that um, maybe, in, and this is pure speculation on my part, um, but maybe the uh, maybe Comic Con is, is getting a little too into their own head, and, and maybe they're you know essentially trying to um, you know start you know this sort of um, trying to bully these studios to a certain degree. I don't, I don't even necessarily think that's the right wording. Um, but like trying to say, well, you know, if you want to participate, you got to pay us X amount of dollars. And maybe that's why Disney pulled out and was like, dude, we don't need this. Like, (laughs) Fuck you. Um, and so maybe Warner brothers is like looking at the same, looking at it the same way and saying, we don't fucking need to pay you. Like we could just release things on the internet. People are going to lose their mind. We don't need to fucking come to your thing. Um, Again, just speculation. I don't have any um, research done on this or, or any insider information or anything that. So aggregators come down. Um, but nevertheless, um, that is – that's the only thing that I could possibly come up with as to why, like, Warner Brothers would be like, no, nah, we'll pass. That's it. That's all I could that's, – that's all I could manifest.
1: Well… At least we have Heroic Hollywood. Um they did an article on the eighth of this month where Warner Brothers confirmed that they will return to Comic Con twenty twenty with big D C slate. <sighs> well at least cool. we have that to look forward to in a fucking year. I just I'm sorry, I'm I've I've had to say this on the movie show and I know that I get people discouraged. Um being a big D C fan, I've just some of the some of the decision making in Warner Brothers Since the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, post that basically, and a lot of people can say uh, prior to Dark Knight with Dark Knight Rises and going on. I actually like Dark Knight Rises, whatever. If you did, if you didn't. Yeah, I'm an advocate. What I'm trying to say is that seemed like a good time period, and when they were projecting that they were going to try something similar at Marvel and build a universe, and then they really struck out with Green Lantern but couldn't keep the continuity and just try to do something going forward since they had a good cast. You know, and they just—it just seems like they keep on getting in their own way. And I'm sorry, this is another situation where I feel like it's fucking Warner Brothers getting in Warner Brothers' way. It's Comic Con. I understand what you're saying, Nick, completely, and that might have something to do with it. All I know is this is good exposure. You give the diehard fans something, you give the media something, and then you get trailers that you release to the public shortly after, so they can get, you know, in on whatever that'll happen at the convention itself. Um, panels with, with with people, explanations, plans that are in order. Everything seems like it's out the window right now with Warner Brothers. We have no idea if any of the movies right now are going to be connecting themselves. And then we have all that goofy, I think, bullshit rumors that we're going to be starting from scratch, and Matt Reeves' Batman is going to go into a Supergirl movie. And I don't believe that because, to me, Matt Reeves' Batman, he's either going to keep it by itself – Or maybe we'll see a tie-in with the other huge franchises like Suicide Squad because of Harley Quinn, like Aquaman, like Wonder Woman. None of those are going to fucking change anytime soon. So whoever said that, I'm sure you have your sources, but I don't believe them. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Sorry. I don't see them doing that. Either they're going to connect everything or keep everything isolated. And then if they think about doing it, they'll figure out a way because DC Comics kind of inherits the same fucked-up time you know, messed up multiple universe concept that the movies now coincidentally have done to themselves. Um, but I just feel like they're like this, this new, this is a minor, but we just got information that the Joker movie is going to be rated R. If you had a panel there with Joaquin Phoenix and you announced that with a new trailer, that would be information that the fans would be really excited about. Um, I I just don't I I think that everyone over there I know Sujihara has had to step down due to what happened with him, but I feel like all of them are just hitting each other in the head with fucking frying pans, and that's what's going on over at Warner Brothers, especially in the DC part. Uh, uh, are you excited about the fact that the Joker is going to be uh, rated at R though, Nick? Um,
0: I I think it makes sense, um, given the. Uh, you know, our insight as far as the first trailer, um, and as far as like the kind of what they're trying to achieve here. Like, to me, this, you know, granted, Scorsese's, I don't think, I don't think he's attached anymore at all. Um, he may be like a producer. Um, so like, don't, don't quote me on that. Um, no, I believe, but nevertheless. production company is in charge. He's not, okay. though. Um, Right. But okay, so like with with that in mind, it kind of feels like, you know, Mean Streets meets um, you know, uh Ginger comedy meets um, the taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, all of that, uh all of those like really solid seventies um movies from Scorsese, it, it kind of seems like it has that feel. Um so like yeah, those those kinds of movies need to be rated R. Um, and if if the movie needed to be I'm glad they're going to make it that Um, don't pull any punches we saw with Logan that you can you know just make the movie you want to make and people are going to go see it Um, there is a broad enough audience these are not just kids movies anymore Um, so you'll be fine Um, but yeah I'm in favor of that Um, I, I, I think that you know, they 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 definitely should do that. As far as you know, them not showing this movie off, um, again, I just don't get it. Maybe you make, maybe Walking Phoenix. He's so fucking weird. Like maybe he's like ah, I'm not I'm not going to that. I don't want to do that. This was not in my contract. I'm not doing it. Um, and and so like maybe that's the reason why, um, that you know there wouldn't be you know that kind of panel involved. But like. I feel like I feel like you could talk him into it. I feel like you could be like, "Hey, man, it's all good. Like, we'll give you a, like two hits of acid, and you just go in and you act all weird like you always do. And you just when people ask <laughs> questions, you just you just don't answer them and you just talk about random shit. Like, hey, like it, it, people will love it. They'll enjoy it." Um, like i don't know i feel like you could kind of get by with it a little bit i think you could convince him um but uh yeah i don't again i don't get it i don't know why you wouldn't want to showcase this movie um being that it comes out later this year (sighs) i have no idea um it, maybe it's just their
1: strategy to get people so unenthused that they become enthused by word <laughs> of mouth um, when the movie comes out. That's they're a, like, whoa, this is the a bullshit series <laughs> uh, Fucking A. But I am looking forward to seeing that Joker movie. I am looking forward to the Matt Reeves uh, Batman movies. I'm looking forward to an Aquaman sequel. I'm looking forward to the Wonder Woman. There are a lot of things from DC that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking to forward to just,
0: Birds of Prey.
1: And Suicide, yeah, and the suicide, suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. I'm looking I'm forward, forward
0: to James.
1: all of them. Yeah, me too. And I'm also looking forward to yeah, Man of Steel. Game Ch- Game. Oh, damn it! Never mind. Oh, hmm. fucking a. We're, Why we're did not you do mad. that? <laughs> because <laughs> we're getting a we're apparently getting a Supergirl movie instead. And before anyone like yeah, fucking gets mad at me um, about about the Supergirl thing, I have no problem with them introducing a Supergirl in this universe.
0: But yeah, you like can't we, tell me we could have both. That you.
1: Yes, exactly. It's not going to be anything bad against Supergirl since she's the cousin of Superman. Her whole entire concept is she got here late when she was older, technically, on the fucking planet that she left because she was coming over here to protect her little baby cousin, and she got off track. She came here. So she's always had involvement with Superman. You can still make her a badass hero outside of that. I just don't understand this this, this ridiculousness. Hey, another one. Ava DuVernay's uh, New Gods. Looking forward to that too. Hopefully all of them don't suck, because that's the taste in my mouth that you always fucking give me, Warner Brothers. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, not always. Aquaman
0: was all right. Wonder Woman was all right. Aquaman was good. Um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Wonder Woman was really good up until the third act, and the then it was just good. Yeah, it, but I mean, that wasn't bad. It was just, it was tropey. Um but uh but yeah, I mean both of those were, were pretty good. Um I still feel like you and everybody else uh involved with Geek Vibes overrates Man of Steel, but I still think it's a good movie. Um I don't think it's like Love it. I don't think it's like a bad movie. Um well, I you know I feel way. like
1: modern DC, I would say it's the best movie they've made.
0: Nah, um, I wouldn't go. After I, would say, I would still think. Post-Dark Knight. I, I think it's better.
1: What? It's better To me, it's better than Wonder Woman because it doesn't have a shitty I ending. Disagree. It's better than Aquaman. Well, you but know, Tomato Tamale. You're it. wrong. There's like, there's, what? They, it, see, that's well, why I
0: would disagree. Like it, well, what's the well, shitty ending? But, because he killed Zod? I mean, that was no, no, that no, was a, a, that. a point. No, that was that was a moment. Like, But, like, just, like, it was more spectacle. Like, just the the fucking tearing down the whole fucking city and not have and and Superman not having any regard for human life, <laughs> um, like that. Hey, that it's, seems it's, a little it's weird. an early
1: tale of him being way younger. You know, I mean,
0: that's just I how it guess works. If you if at least you the villain doesn't look like portrait, Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to paint that portrait, that's fine. Um, but like, I'll fucking you know, paint and it. Then, and, and then you get to like the real cheesy lines. You know, the whole. Don't you ever threaten my mother! Like, like dude, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not that good. I think, again, I think y'all hold it in to way higher regard. I think, like, I think, I
1: think you I think and many far. people hold if Wonder Woman worse. way higher than it deserves. It's got a cool scene where she I walks on the battle. That that's about it. That's about it. So, that if so that, that's the case, then what's the best DC movie out of the modern stuff?
0: Oh, to me Wonder Woman, but like I don't it's okay. not like I hold it well, in, in super high regard. I, I just hold I hold Man of Steel in less high regard than the rest of you guys. Well, it's okay to be wrong. It's not a big deal. Um,
1: <laughs> let's go on to our last topic, Nick that I want to talk to you about. Uh sure. the Doctor Sleep trailer, uh the Ooh. sequel, uh you know, to uh The Shining. Um based off the book that Stephen King wrote. What I think is really cool about this trailer is not only are they – you know, a lot of people know that the Stanley Kubrick um, classic took a lot of liberties and changed up stuff. Stephen King wasn't a big fan of that movie. This has been documented and told many a times um, Mm -hmm. with Stephen King, but he's actually very full support of this one based off of his sequel that he made called Dr. Sleep, uh, telling a story about uh, the older Andy uh, played by Ewan McGregor in this movie. But the trailer mm-hmm. itself, what I loved is that they tied into the original movie. They didn't go yeah. too much into it, but they still showed you the imagery of the hotel itself and a lot of the stuff and a lot of the scenes that happened within there with Andy going down the hall on the uh whatever the fuck it's called, the little bike tricycle, and, and seeing the tricycle, thank you, and seeing the corpse in that one hotel, the blood coming down the hallway. A lot of the stuff involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, The classic part of him at the end of the trailer, which I think is the coolest part, looking through that door that his father, Jack Torrance, destroyed and said, here's Johnny. Got that exact same shot. I am extremely looking forward to this. Uh, The director kind of, I don't know a lot of his work, but a lot of it's highly regarded, um, just not as well known. But that could be a good thing uh, as far as horror movies goes. I just hope that he's able to, not have a Kubrick style, but this doesn't need, need to be like a jump-scare fucking-fest movie. This needs to be a much more dark, psychological-style horror movie, uh, you know. and I love Ewan McGregor. I think he's one of the best actors uh, right now, so it's great seeing him in this role as an adult version of Andy. What did you think about this?
0: Dude, I am always skeptical when it comes to uh, the follow-up movie to – something that I hold in such high regard. Um, That being said, um, Mike Flanagan, uh, the director of this movie, um, he uh, has kind of built his um, reputation on on various horror movies, Um, and they they seem to have very good um, um, critics' responses and very mixed audience responses, um, which – I like I'm cool with that. I'm actually like more cool with that um than I think um your average horror movie goer would be. Um because I want like you said, I don't want any jump scares. I want this to be so atmospheric um and the fact that um you know when when uh Joan and I were discussing this, um you know he mentioned that um he had uh, an interview. Mike Flanagan had an interview um, about um, getting the getting Stephen King's permission to do this movie, and one of the big sticking points for him was he wanted this to connect back to The Shining, um, and 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 to connect back to um, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, uh, and obviously, as you mentioned. Um, King was never a big fan of um, Kubrick's version of his uh, novel for a multitude of reasons that we won't delve into, um, but uh, it's it's well-documented. It's out there. You can look it up, um, but uh, apparently um, Flanagan was able to… I guess, bridge the gap between what he wanted to incorporate and how he wanted it to connect to Kubrick's vision and hit the world that he set up while still appeasing, um, uh, you know, the original source material of The Shining. And I think that is um, almost like would seemingly be an impossible task um but the fact that he got Stephen King's approval um to, to go through with it um uh, connecting to a uh version of his story that he doesn't like i i think is a huge win and so i'm less pessimistic about this movie i'm more optimistic about it and i think the trailer um really kind of kind of sets things in motion I really like the fact that you know he he seems to be like essentially kind of being this 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 um, new teacher uh, to this new pupil this young girl um, and you know he mentions he's only met a few people um, with this gift before and they they've all died um, there seems to be some nefarious uh, kind of shit at play. There's that little quick shot of the the creepy woman um, saying hey to the to the the young girl um, kind of I think next to a lake or something um, like that I, I'm curious how that ties into everything um, but yeah I mean I'm I'm on board with it I I'm still cautiously optimistic I just don't want to get my hopes too high um, simply because I you know I don't uh i don't want to go into this and and just be completely let down so i'm i'm tempering my expectations however um from what i've read up about the director um the fact that you know a lot of moviegoers are are split on his movies but critics love them um it very much reminds me of of Robert Eggers The Witch and that would have been the director that i would have picked um to, to, to retell or or to explore further explore this universe um but uh, I think there are a lot of positive signs uh for it you know the, the them going with a guy like mike flanagan and i uh i'm just crossing my fingers hoping for the best but it, you know when it all comes down to it i'm i'm gonna go into this movie being like you can't you can't expect that it's going to be on the level of The Shining. Um, you, you can't let that be your 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 grading scale. Um, you you have to still judge this movie on its own merit, um, and hopefully it 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 passes on its own merit. And you know, best case scenario, um, it passes on the Shining type of merit. Um, but you know, it, it, it's always it's always trepidatious when you when you Try to judge something on 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 a scale that seems insurmountable. Now that being said, um, Denis Villeneuve's Blade Runner twenty forty nine was arguably better than the original. Um, It was everything. it, It it incorporated the universe that was set up. It did everything that you would want that kind of movie to do. That is my like most optimistic, hopeful goal. Is that this movie is you know comes out and it's like dude that is that is at least on par with the original and I'm expecting it to be arguably better, um, but it, if you look at it and you're saying it is on par with the original um, or at least not too far behind it, that would be for me my my best case scenario, um, but you know it, it it's gonna be tough sledding for this to live up to me being just probably one of the biggest fans of The Shining Um, just my favorite all time horror movie it is so atmospheric so fucking creepy I think this trailer is doing a good job of um, essentially uh, giving us bits and pieces that would allude to that um, and and, and leaving us in in suspense as to what it's actually about Um, so on all of those accounts I am um at the very least very curious um to see what they come up with. And again, I I can't I can't stress this enough. I just have to continuously remind myself you have to grade it on a scale of its own movie. You can't grade it on a sliding scale from the shining. Yeah. Which
1: it's hard for me to pick one of my favorites, but I think The Shining might be my favorite Kubrick film, although I love A Clockwork Orange, but he's made a bunch of fucking yeah. amazing, incredible films. Um, yeah. But yeah, all right, so give Mike Flanagan a little bit of perspective. Uh, out of the five films that he's made beforehand, uh, Gerald's Way, which is the, the newest one, uh, 90% and RottenTomatoes.com. Anyone saying that Rotten Tomatoes is, is stupid or whatever, just have your views. I guess it's okay. Um Otulus seventy four. Uh well, Hush.
0: Hey Dane. Dane, I'm sorry. Ninety two. Um were these were these Warner Brothers movies or were they Disney movies? Because that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna change my judgment on, on how I judge this. On um, the films
1: themselves, um Ouija was. Oh. oh, I, I don't oh, care. I don't I'm just anymore. fucking with it. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Weegee, but, well, but, but let's be honest. If if they're Warner Brothers movies and they and they get this high rating, then they deserve it. But you know, if they're anything else, they don't they don't deserve it. That's that's how it works, you know. Because <laughs> still to
1: this day, Nick. Uh, people and look, like I will say, there are a lot of <laughs> kind of, of forget that Warner just. Brothers
0: owns Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, God damn
0: it, uh,
1: I just that that whole thing. Anyway, I'm glad we're kind of getting past that. No, no, no. But it's a good thing to keep on going back to. Yes, there are a lot of reviewers yeah. out there that just don't like the movie that they are assigned to, and there's so many reviews, and they just look for the problems in it. But I promise you, learn what a fucking aggregator is. Look up that word, aggregator. And then you'll figure out mm-hmm. what the fuck Rotten Tomatoes is. Uh, yeah, but Ouija sure. eighty two and the last one.
0: Yeah,
1: eighty two was Ouija, and then Before I Wake was a sixty two. All of them, the lowest being a sixty two, which was one of his first films, two thousand sixteen. They've done well. Yeah. They're all horror movies. I've heard of Hush. I've heard of Oculus. I've heard of Ouija Origins of Evil. I haven't seen any of these films, but that's my track record. Uh, the fact that he's less known, though, you know, Nick, I think is actually a good thing. Um, it yeah. can go both ways, but I think that now would I rather like a machete doing this, or you know, like you said, your suggestion, yeah, because I would, I would know that their past kind of shows that they can do something like this, but I'm still excited about this film. I'm excited about it. Chapter two, um, I love good adaptations of, um, Stephen King films. I like horrible ones, too, like The First Children of the Corn. Go back and watch it, guys. It's pretty terrible. <laughs>
0: uh, or a like cat But Malachi. Um, yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> They're redoing Cujo. Super cheap. I'm
1: wondering what uh, – I,
0: I wonder if oh, he is going to get
1: involved with being mad about a, a Cujo movie. Um, <laughs> they
0: probably will. Well, also, when they remake uh, it, they'll make it a pit bull, and then, um, they, like seriously, so many people will be mad.
1: Oh yeah, there would be a lot of pissed off people if they were to do that. Why don't they just make a donation? Yeah. That's more realistic. They bite. Um,
0: yeah, they they're, they're mean.
1: <laughs> but either way, speaking about mean dogs, I think that's it for the show. Yeah, those things had nothing to do with each other. But fuck it, you know, that's what Monday <laughs> sucks all about. It's making random situations. It just, you know, these 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 segues that I just make. They're just perfect. Uh, but either way, guys. That was yes. our second episode of Monday Suck. Uh I wanna thank Nick Smith. Uh sorry for being a dickhead with the Superman comments. Obviously your opinions are your opinions, mine <laughs> are mine. You guys gotta get used to uh that if you're wondering. Obviously, I don't think his are lesser than mine or anything like that. I'm just dickheaded and he knows that. But Nick, uh say goodbye to all the people. Give him a reminder about the basketball show coming the basketball show coming up and all that other <laughs> stuff. Uh
0: yes. Uh you definitely have to get used to, uh, Dane, um, being, uh, you know, um, uh, Asshole. A, a, a character. Um, yeah, or, or just a character. Um, you know, that's, that's, I, that's I'm used to it. Um, and, uh, just take it with a grain of salt, people. Uh, just don't wear your feelings on your shoulders, uh, uh-huh. But yeah, uh, the basketball show, uh, Full Court Press, we're coming at you tomorrow, 7 o'clock. We're going to be breaking down all the latest news, and the draft is this Thursday. We're going to be breaking that down live, um, so be sure to check in that. Um, from previous experiences, we usually only get through the lottery um, as far as the live portion of our show, um, but we will have a follow-up show breaking down the entire draft, and um, you know, either Friday or, or or maybe over the weekend, or um, it might even be into next week. We'll have to figure out exactly when we're going to do that. Um, essentially, the reason I say that is because I'm going to need somebody who actually um, cares about the draft. Uh, and and Joan is usually free to do the shows on the weekend, uh, but he does not give a fuck about the draft. <laughs> so, um, other than you know are his nicks getting somebody who's good um i I'm gonna need uh Luke or joel for for that show um so we'll we'll see we'll see what i can uh what i can uh dig up um but uh yeah we got a lot of great stuff coming at you this week uh it's gonna be super fun um so we're gonna have it all covered for you so be sure to tune in for that uh and uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Nice.
1: And also, guys, remember, if you want to check out any of our news articles or any of the links to any of our multiple social media platforms, go to GVNation.com. That's GV as in Geek5, so GVNation.com. All of our various writers write news articles for topics involved with comic movies, movies themselves, wrestling, a little bit of everything out there for you, and also a link to um, our Instagram, our Twitter account, or Facebook. Join. Our groups at Geek Vibes Nation, on any of those platforms, message us, interact with us, let us know what you think about the shows. It would help things a great deal. You can also get us on iTunes and now Spotify, which I will admit that on this show and Wrestling Geeks Alliance, I've been claiming that we were on for about, I don't know, six months now. So, officially, (laughs) we are on Spotify. I messed that up beforehand. Uh, Check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance this Wednesday Lots to talk about, lots to break down, nothing positive when it comes to WWE. Sorry, that's just how it works nowadays, but we have still a lot of stuff to talk about. So join me and brother Christopher Ray Patton uh, Wednesday. Uh, probably going to be having Chris on this, this show coming up soon. Uh, talk to him about you know some stuff outside of wrestling because he keeps on wanting to talk about stuff that has to not do with wrestling. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, check this out. Next Monday, again, 6 p.m. EST, Monday Suck. Thank you guys so much, and I hope I could just, you know, make your Monday better. All right, peace out, guys.
0: When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man.
1: Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Let the Geek Fives be with you guys. Peace out.